Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. And man, what a show we have for you today. We're going to try to uh, digest and figure out what happened with the Mets. Tim Britton, who covers the Mets for the Athletic, he stops by with some answers. We'll do that, plus more. Let's go. Better up! To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. Without question, the big winners of the trade deadline, Astros and the Rangers. Those got to be the two teams that jump out the most, and they're fighting neck and neck in the AL West to win the division. I don't know. How did the Astros get Justin Verlander back? He left the Astros, went to the Mets for a more lucrative deal, they lost a guy who last year won the American League Cy Young Award winner, comeback player of the year, and they wind up getting him back. And guess what? Verlander's pitching well right now. So imagine adding a guy like this for the last two months of the season, a guy who's familiar with the organization, knows your team, just won with you, and you get him back. I mean, it's a tremendous blow uh, to the Rangers and a great pickup for the Astros. And I will say the Rangers, I give them credit. This is not your uh, grandfather's Texas Rangers because they went out, spent big money for uh, Simeon and Seeger up the middle, a half a billion dollars in free agency a couple years ago. Here they are in the division race. Uh, despite losing Jacob to Grom earlier in the year, guess what they go do? They bring in Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery. I mean, 
That's when you're in. That's when you're saying, we want to win this division and we're willing to fight against the Astros who have had a stranglehold on the AL West over the last five or six years. And the Rangers are refusing to give up. Here we are in August coming into uh, Wednesday's action. They still led the division, um, even though it's minuscule, but still, they still lead. And that says a lot about this team and that they uh, are still trying to win here. So uh, I think those two teams for sure were the biggest winners. And this is going to be a hell of a race down the stretch between the Rangers, between the Astros. I picked the Rangers to start the season to win the AL West. And back then, people thought I was crazy. I was Meshuggah. But I'm going to stick with them. I still believe that they will somehow, someway hang on, even if they lose the race, you know, lose the division for a few days or a week or two. They'll get it back, and they'll win the AL West. Uh, but the Astros are right there now that they have Justin Verlander in the fold. Number two. The biggest losers of the trade deadline, I'm sorry, are two of the biggest franchises but two of the biggest payrolls. The Yankees and the Dodgers. The Yankees didn't do anything. I mean, how could they not do anything? Their offense is dead. They're struggling to stay in the race. Judge is back. And then it's got to be the Dodgers. The Dodgers need pitching help. And guess what? Not only did Justin Verlander decide he'd rather go back to Houston and come and play for the Dodgers, but also the Dodgers had a trade in place to get uh, Tiger star lefty Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. And the trade fell apart when Rodriguez exercises no trade rights. How in the, the Dodgers were one of 10 teams that Rodriguez would have had to approve a deal as part of trades rights negotiated in the five-year contract he signed as a free agent two years ago. Why Los Angeles and the Dodgers are on that list is mind-boggling. They are a blue blood in baseball. They're always in the, in the mix over the last 10, 15 years in the mix of trying to win a World Series and having the resources and going after players. And this guy, it's the franchise of Jackie Robinson. They have history, tradition, all that stuff. And he doesn't want to play for the Dodgers. It's, uh, uh, there must be something I'm missing because I'm surprised that the Dodgers would wind up being on any list that somebody didn't want to go play for. I, I can't figure it out. Number three. No surprise. The AL and the NL Player of the Month, AL Shohei Otani, who just had an absurd uh, month when you think about the entire season that he's had, posted a 282 batting average, 1.152 OPS, an AL best nine home runs over 23 games, and alongside four starts in which he struck out 29 batters and 25 in the third innings. Heroics continue, and and you know what? The Angels aren't out of it. They're still playing some pretty good baseball. Shohei's a big part of it, so he won American League Player of the Month. And the NL Player of the Month is a guy who, you know, is looking like he could be the comeback player of the year. I mean, look at what he's done, and that's Cody Bellinger. This is a guy who won a, a, an MVP, a rookie of the year, 
and fell off. The Dodgers got rid of him. He went to the Cubs. He struggled. And this past July, he had, he had slashed numbers were crazy, 400, 432, 690. That was his slash line with a 1.122 OPS, eight home runs, and 24 RBIs. This is like the old Cody Bellinger. And uh, he hasn't received. This is the second time he's won a Player of the Month award. Going back to 2019, this is 2023. This is like a, a blast from the past. But Cody Bellinger, for whatever reason, in Chicago with the Cubs, is playing some really good baseball. He's only 28 years old, so uh, maybe his career is not totally on the downside. He looked like the player of old this past July. Number four. Here's a bonus for getting robbed. And we talked about it. The trade deadline came and went. A lot of players moved on. I think sometimes fans don't realize that players get attached. They're not just like, well, wherever I go, I go and and here's the money and it doesn't it makes everything better. But we talked to former major league slugger David Justice and he talked about how hard it is. He's been traded a few times in his career. How hard it is to adapt and accept being traded. It depends who you're getting traded to. If you're going to a team that's in contention, then you're excited. Like when I got traded to the Yankees, there was an excitement there because I knew I was going somewhere in which we we're trying to win. But the, the part that, that's challenging is, you know, players are used to their routine. Like I had a routine in Cleveland. I know my Starbucks I go to in the morning. I know what time I'm going to the stadium. I know the route, that it, how long it takes me to get to the stadium. When you get traded, it's like your whole life gets disrupted. And every team expects you to be there the next day. Because I know usually mm. baseball gives you a couple of days sometimes, right? I know, you know, they expect you to be there the next day. They expect you to, to go five for five. They expect <laughs> you to come in balling, fellas. So there's a little bit of pressure because, you know, you want to you come in and, and do well. You, wanna, you want everybody to see why they traded for you. So there's a level of pressure there. So there are things that are challenging. Definitely the living conditions because when you get traded, you got to get out of one place. You got to find a place to live. They usually put you in a hotel for a week. I mean, a lot of things are kind of crazy in the very beginning of a trade, especially during the season. But um, but eventually, you know, you work. It works itself out. But if you get traded from a real good team to a team that you know is not going to play in the playoffs, that part really sucks. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? The trade deadline has come and gone, and with it, some fans' hopes and dreams. Okay, just the Mets. But it got me thinking about some of the greatest deadline acquisitions in recent memory and how many times it's the minor move that makes the difference. Who could forget the Red Sox trading a minor leaguer for future World Series MVP Steve Pierce in 2018? But those guys don't make headlines. How about the Tigers getting Doyle Alexander for little-known pitching prospect John Smoltz in 1987? We all know Smoltz went on to the Hall, but Alexander went 9-0 with a 1-5-3 ERA for the Tigers, finishing fourth in the Cy Young vote after just 11 starts in the AL. We know J.D. Martinez is a World Series champ with Boston, but he was one of the best deadline deals in history in 2017 going from Detroit to Arizona. With the D-backs, he hit 29 homers and drove in 65, both records for players traded in July or later, including a four-homer game that helped the D-backs at the playoffs. Hall of Famer Fred McGriff willed the Braves from eight games back of the Giants in 1993 to the NL West title, hitting 19 home runs and accumulating 3.2 wins above replacement. Randy Johnson went 10-1 with a 1-2-8 ERA and 11 starts for Houston in 1998, though he went 0-2 in the NLDS that year, even allowing only three earned runs in his two starts. And of course, there's Manny Ramirez. The birth of Manny Wood in 2008 after a deadline deal from Boston helped the Dodgers to the NLCS for the first time in 20 years as Manny hit 396 with 17 home runs in just 53 games, proving so valuable he finished fourth in the NL MVP voting that season. Who will have that kind of impact this year? How about Justin Verlander again? Turn money into more money. Now it's time for Betting on the Bases with Dave Gascon. Love that money. Love that money. Well, Rob, we can officially say goodbye to the 2023 New York Mets as they ship off both Justin Verlander and Mag Scherzer. Scherzer going to Texas and Verlander back with the Houston Astros. We're in New York against the Yankees on Friday night, and I'll take the Astros in that contest. Luis Severino. This season, he's been god-awful, a 2-5 and five record with an ERA at 7.5 almost, 749 to be exact, versus Hunter Brown. Brown's 500, 7-7 with an ERA of 412, but I'll take the Astros, a much better team and more explosive this year than the New York Yankees. Meanwhile, Tampa's in Detroit against the Tigers. Tigers also doing some fire sales as well. Zach Littell pitching for Tampa in that contest. So they pitched a handful of games so far this year, but Tampa trying to keep pace with the Baltimore Orioles, I will take Tampa in Detroit against the Tigers. Cubbies aren't playing bad ball. They're against the Atlanta Braves at home. Kyle Hendricks versus Max Fried in that pitching matchup. I'll take the Cubbies at home against the ATL. Chicago try to do all they can in the National League Central Division while the Braves try to run away with the American League East. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast Tim Britton. He covers the Mets for the Athletic, and my, oh my, Tim, what a couple of days you've had, and the Mets have turned into the mess, M-E-S-S. 
what went wrong here and what why did the Mets just decide that this cannot go further and decide to dump all their star pitching? Yeah, I mean, so much has gone wrong for the Mets in the, the 2023 season. I think you go back to the World Baseball Classic and Edwin Diaz suffering that injury. That seems to be kind of like that that first push of the rock, getting it down the hill in the wrong direction for them this year. You know, Justin Verlander missed the first month of the season. Max Scherzer struggled uh, his first couple of weeks. You know, he had his sticky stuff suspension. It's been kind of a, an everything that could go wrong has gone wrong situation for them. Uh, and just the the talent level on the team. It hasn't lived up to what they thought it was last year. And they decided that the best course moving forward was to kind of reset things to, to get prospects that they could, you know, basically pay for prospects in trading Verlander and Scherzer and see if they could reset things for, uh, you know, a couple of years down the road from now. I, I think you're spot on. Just so many things right out the gate. This team won 101 games last year. And you figure, because I know a lot of people are ripping the Mets. Oh, you know, you can't buy a championship and, the owner went out and spent all this money. You won 101 games and you add the American League Cy Young Award winning comeback player of the year, you would think you'd be better. Am I right, Tim? Yeah, I mean, it, and you look at it, it was so many things that went wrong this year. They went right last year. That, that probably wasn't a true talent 101-win team. You had a lot of players playing. You know, even if they weren't career best seasons, they were seasons close to it for them. Uh, and then this year, a lot of those guys have taken pretty large steps back. You look at a guy like Starling Marte, who was such an integral part of their lineup last year. Uh, he just hasn't found a rhythm really at all four months into the season. He's missed some time lately as well. So I, I think, you know, you look at this roster as a whole and it, it's so many steps back by veterans that makes you question, you know, man, if we're bringing back the same group again in 2025, what, or 2024, what really can we expect out of them? And that's why they decided to, to push the, the time frame a little further beyond that. How about when, when it comes to uh, Scherzer and Verlander? Obviously, whenever you sign or you have older pitchers, this can happen. I mean, guys can break down. Guys can not perform as well. You know, you never know. But in this case, why not say, well, just it was a bad year. Things didn't go right for us. We'll hold on to them and try again next year, or do they just realize this is broken and can't be repaired? I think that's a reasonable question. I think that was that that's a, a route they could have taken over this last week. You know, it's I know people say you sign a 38-year-old pitcher in Max Scherzer and a 40-year-old in Justin Verlander. What do you expect? Well, the 40-year-old Justin Verlander won the Cy Young last year. He's been the third best pitcher in baseball the last month and a half. Uh, 38-year-old Max Scherzer had the lowest ERA of his career last season. It's, it's not like these guys were already in decline, uh, but I think the Mets looked at it you know, both of their stuff, the stuff that each pitcher has, has declined a little bit this year. I think they said, you know, the odds of these guys being healthy, A, and B, as, as good as they're us they usually are next year when they're 39 and 41, is probably not that high. Uh, and, you know, in this instance, if you consider the money spent the way the Mets have, you could maybe trade them in for prospects who help you on a different timeline. I, I think it's it's arguable whether that was the right move, but uh, when they decided to go for it, they went all in on that that decision. Our guest is Tim Britton. He covers the Mets for the Athletic. Uh, anybody else other than Buck Showalter would have been fired during the season. I mean, it just was really bad. And Buck is a veteran manager and a good one. Won 101 games last year. So I understand why he got the benefit of the doubt to see if it could turn around. But can he survive this? And 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 I have to ask the same question about the GM after such a disaster. 
Well, I think that they gave Billy Epler kind of the latitude to make trades this this large uh, at the deadline, suggests that he's going to be uh, an integral part of this front office moving forward. You know, Steve Cohen said uh, in late June, they're still looking to hire a president of baseball operations. They've been looking to hire a president of baseball operations since he came aboard basically in late 2020. So, uh, you know, Billy Epler might not be the chief baseball decision maker by this time next year, but I think he'll still be part of the the decision making group, a key part of it. Uh, with Showalter, he's got one year left on his contract after this season. You know, it's it's an interesting debate. Does does the decision not to punt on 2024, but maybe not to be a serious World Series contender, does that make them more likely to bring him back and, you know, find someone else at the end of his contract in 2025? Or do they say, you know, this is the chance to get someone else in who fits our timeline a little bit better, uh, someone who who integrates young players at a different level than, than Buck has over his past couple stops uh, and decide to go in a different direction there? How about fans in New York? I mean, they were optimistic after last year, even though it was disappointing when they lost to the Padres, but the Padres had something going at the end of the year. They beat the Dodgers. They beat the Mets. Uh, but but I just wonder, where's the fan base? You know, you got the big-time Mets fan owner with deep pockets, and we're going for it, and look what we did. And a dud. Are they bummed out? Well, I, I think actually the last couple of days have given them some cautious optimism because they, they, you know, Scherzer and Verlander were guys who had not necessarily endeared themselves to the fan base because they had they'd barely been here. I mean, Justin Verlander made 16 starts as a New York Met. It's going to be a very weird lip in his his Hall of Fame career. Uh, so it's not like you know, it's not trading Tom Seaver in 1977 for the Mets. It's not trading uh, someone who had, was more entrenched with this organization. Uh, so there, there is a plan now that that's a little bit more obvious. But I think the the real question is going to be what happens this offseason do they go right back into free agency and dive in uh and try to sign some you know there's obviously Shohei Otani there's obviously some pretty big free agent pitchers out there and that's where the need is on this roster or do they do what they've been saying they're going to do and take a more conservative approach see what they can sign up uh, for smaller short-term deals uh and see what pans out there and then try to be better in 2025 and 2026 I don't know if the fan base is that patient uh here in New York I was going to say, I, you know, when I hear people say, oh, they should strip it down, do what the Astros did or whatever. I don't know if you could do that in New York. You can't tell people, uh, hey, come back in five years, come see us in five years, because people expect you to compete to a certain degree. Not, not that you got to win a World Series, but nobody's looking for the Mets to scale back to the point where they're unwatchable and you just and you got kids out there. Am I misreading it? No, I, I think you're right. I think the, the front office knows that. That's you know, Billy Epler has said it's not a rebuild. He's not going to go on a five to seven year process. You know, I, I think we can semantically debate whether it's a rebuild if it's a three year process. Um, you know, but fans, they, fans might look at what the Astros did or the Cubs did and said, oh, well, like I'd be okay with that. But they didn't live through those years in Houston and Chicago when they were losing 105 plus games year in and year out. Uh, that, that's a tough thing to go through, especially when you don't know that it's going to come out on the other side with the championship. Tim Britton from uh, The Athletic joining us here on Inside the Parker. Uh, he covers the Mets. And you mentioned Shohei Otani, and I want to get to him because uh, Bob Nightingale, the, the baseball columnist for USA Today, who does a great job, he tweeted out that uh, the Mets are off Otani's list and they're not – he wouldn't be interested, especially with what happened this year. Do you think that that's real, legit, or, you know, nobody really knows at this point? 
I mean, I, I'm never going to presume to know what Shohei Otani wants. I don't, I don't think anyone does. Uh, he hasn't kind of made a, a whole list of criteria. I think there is the assumption that he wants to win now uh, and in the present tense. Uh, and that would be one of the reasons he would leave Anaheim is to win now. Uh, and if the Mets are indeed taking a little bit of a step back, even if it's just for 2024, it might be a little bit harder for them to for, for them to sell him on the vision of, of like, hey, come here, win a World Series right away in the same way that you know the Dodgers can 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 pitch that to him a little bit more easily with their success of late. The other thing is, and I know we talk about the pitching and and whatnot, but the hitting, and you mentioned it, even Francisco Lindor, he had a, he had a really good year last year when they won 101, but his tenure in New York just hasn't really been that good or lived up to the contract. What, what do the Mets do with him? I mean, where can they go from here? Home, dinner, maybe a show? I mean, I don't know what to do. You can do all that in New York, at least. Uh, it is, you know, he's signed through 2031. So I, you know, it doesn't matter how far you're pushing the timeline back. He's part of this organization for for a while now. Uh, you know, it's been an up and down tenure for him so far. I think because of the the presence he brings as a a plus defender at a premium position at shortstop, that that he is pretty much in the lineup every day. I think he's had one one uh, stint on the injured list in his three years here. Uh, that that makes him a valuable player, even if he's not the superstar player that you want him to be for his contract. And he's had stretches this season uh, where, where he's carried the offensive load a little bit. It just hasn't been the same consistent offensive production that we saw from him last year. One last thing. Uh, Ronald Acuna's brother was traded to the Mets. And, I mean, of course, Mets fans hear Acuna and go, oh, my God, maybe we got something. Give me the, give me the uh, you know, scouting report on him and – you know, tell people who don't know who he is and, uh, you know, what the people are saying about his possible uh, future in the major leagues. Yeah, it's it's Luis Angel Acuna. He's a, an infielder at this point. He's actually a shortstop uh, who, the, who the Mets have sent to double A. Uh, there's the, the idea that he might move around defensively, play second base or even center field uh, down the line. Uh, a guy who looks a lot like his brother in terms of his swing but doesn't have quite the same power as, as Ronald does. So I don't, I don't think you're going to project, uh, you know, 40 home or 80 stolen base season the way uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is on pace for this year. But a guy that the Mets think can be a solid regular for them, he's probably the best prospect they got back uh, in the last week to 10 days. And a guy they're pretty excited about uh, feeling that he, he could be ready, you know, by the end of 2024 or early 2025. His name is Tim Britton, and man, he got information for us on the Mets or as I call them now, the mess, M-E-S-S. My goodness gracious. I thought they'd bounce back. I just thought they had too much talent, especially when you have pitchers like that at the top of your rotation. I just cannot believe they're not. They fell out of it and aren't making the playoffs. But thanks for your insight. We appreciate it, Tim. And uh, I guess uh, for the rest of the season, you could bring that mop with you and mop things up because uh, that's, that's where the Mets are headed. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me, Rob. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close. Reason number five hundred and fifty-five why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and better than the NFL. It's because the game is better. I'm sorry. And you know what? When I say the game is better, it's because of some of the changes that have changed the game and made it more appealing. Major League Baseball's attendance is up 9%. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find the NFL or the NBA to say that they have a had a 9% increase on attendance. And the games, it was we know with the rule changes, the pitch clock, and no shifts and larger bases, the games are average are now uh, two hours and 39 minutes, not the four-hour jobs, and people are showing up in droves at the ballpark. The best attendance in Major League Baseball since 1998 since since the steroid era, when everybody was hitting home runs out the park, the changes have worked, and people are enjoying their experience at the ballpark, even though it's shorter. Sure, you have shorter beer, beer sales, and, and you don't have a lot of time to mess around doing anything else. If you blink, you might miss six innings. I mean, that's how fast the game is moving. But the pace is right. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It feels right. You know, I've been to a ton of games this summer all over America, and I've enjoyed it. And fans have enjoyed it. If you're the commissioner, Rob Manfred, you got to be thrilled to make major changes in the game uh, and see these kind of attendance numbers. Streaming's up. TV ratings are up. There are a lot of young stars in baseball. I just we'll we'll wait and see on the NFL and uh, the NBA, but I I cannot imagine neither one of those sports showing a growth in attendance at the stadiums of nine percent. It is truly remarkable when you think of where we were a few years ago with the pandemic and no stand no fans in the crowd. It's it's incredible. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.